All right, Telesales Beast. I don't think I've ever had so much fun talking about compliance. On this one, I got Eric Troutman of TCPAWorld.com. He's the scar of TCPA, and he's my friend, Eric Troutman. Thank you to our sponsor, Convoso, provides contact center software that dramatically boosts contact rates and helps you convert leads faster. Let's get dialed in. You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. All right, welcome to the show. I got Eric Troutman, TCPAWorld.com. How are you living out there, man? Uh, you know, I was living beautifully until this plague called uh, COVID-19 came to California. And now we're all locked in our houses. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I know. it. And uh, so with the work that you do, you're able to work from home? Yeah. So little known fact, um, I actually work from home most of the time anyway, because I'm on hmm. an airplane, uh, you know, when airplanes are flying, um, you know, three or four times a month. So my office is in Los Angeles. I reside in Orange County and the firm has been very gracious about letting me just kind of work from home. So it's not really much of a change for me. Right. Yeah. And uh, we actually met on an airplane, both heading to Tampa to uh, DNC.com contact center compliance TCPA summit. And uh, I met you there on the airplane. We're, we're heading to Tampa, leaving LAX or yeah, it was LAX, I think. Um, And then we also met at um, in Austin, Texas, at a TCPA conference uh, that Leeds Council put on the industry impact. Yeah, how great are those events? I mean, that summit uh, every year in Florida by DNC.com, it's just, it's like the highlight of my year. It's the best thing there is uh, in terms of just eight hours of TCPA fun. And then these regional events are just a blast too, because of course, uh, Rob Seaver and the guys over at Leeds Council uh, do a great job of keeping them entertaining. So it's fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that you'd go to a TCBA conference and you'd have that much fun, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the open bar doesn't hurt, but... Right, you know. ne- never does. And then <laughs> then you see the, the main speaker, which was you, wearing a cowboy hat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, whatever, whatever the audience needs uh, to, to feel like uh, I'm an entertaining fella or somebody that they want to talk and, and listen to. So happy, yeah. to be, uh, happy to be fun. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, so, I mean, I know you bring a ton of value to anyone that's listening when it comes down to, you know, TCPA and the Trace Act and all these different things we got to concern ourselves with nowadays, you know, kind of high level overview. Um, if you don't mind sharing some of that knowledge here with us today, as far as let's say I'm, I'm B2C, I'm independent insurance agent, and I've got like direct mail leads that I want to call on just to have something to do. Cause now, like you said, the plague and everything, I need to work from home on the phone cause nobody really wants me to come to their house unless I'm sitting in a lawn chair in their front yard. <laughs> and we got the screen window open. You know, a lot of insurance agents are doing that right now, but um, and some of them are trying to figure out this telesales thing, but I'm afraid they're going to dive into it without really knowing, you know, a, at least a little bit about TCBA. Yeah. So the first thing you have to know is that anytime you're making an outreach, it, it, there is a very good chance that if you're using a phone and you're calling a phone, uh, that there's going to be some kind of law that's going to impact you, right? It's a very heavily regulated space. 
marketing of any kind, uh, and even informational calling in, in this country. And you've got a couple of different bodies of law you've got to keep in mind. First, obviously, the, the TCPA, the Telephone Consumer Protection Act of 1991, and that's going to govern uh, any call to a cell phone. I don't care if it's a business cell phone or a consumer cell phone. Any call to a cell phone using certain technology, uh, primarily automated technology and pre-recorded voices, but unfortunately, the statute is very vague, and depending on the jurisdiction you're in, uh, there, there can be you know, a pretty large amount of coverage there. Um, additionally, if you're making marketing calls, right, you've got to be aware of the FTC's rules and the telemarketing sales um, rules, uh, the TSR, uh, as well as the DNC rules. Uh, and then you can have state-specific rules, and in this uh, post-apocalyptic environment of the plague that we're living in, Mm -hmm. uh, you've got a host of state-specific emergency declaration rules that are also going to kind of apply. Oh, wow. um, so, you, so you've got a huge number of complicated kind of regulations that are moving around. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, there's, you know, it, it's, it's pretty nasty in terms of what people uh, can do if you are not following the law. Uh, obviously, there's uh, private rights of action in the TCPA. Uh, and under many state actions as well. So you can have people suing you in class actions, yeah. seeking $500 to $1,500 per call, in addition to what the regulators can do to you, um, especially under Traced now, with the FCC being, being given even more power to kind of go after people under the TCPA. Uh, it's, a, it's a scary world. So the first thing you have to keep in mind is there is just a ton, just a ton to know. Uh, don't just start ramping up a, a dialing platform that you found online. Yeah. Don't just start randomly calling people. Um, you just there's there's way too many rules that you have to know uh, before you, you launch any sort of campaign. Now, now you asked about um, direct mailing, right? Yeah. Um, and so mailing, of course, uh, the act of mailing itself does not trigger any of these statutes I was just talking about. But <clears throat> where you're going to get tripped up potentially is you get a lead, right? You send off your mailing um, and somebody thinks that your mailing looks pretty good, they're interested in calling you, and they give you a phone call. Again, that's okay. Somebody calls you directly, uh, an inbound call does not trip any of these laws, so you're fine. Right. Right. But what happens when you wanna call that person back, right? Or let's say you're not available, or you're using a 1-800 number that goes to you know, some sort of a, of a lead generator, or, or you're getting a, a, a lead um, that you wanna call back. When do you have consent? When do you not have consent, right? Um, now, the, the TCPA requires express written consent for telemarketing. However, it requires a lower level of consent for informational calling. Uh, and the TSR, which we talked about earlier, uh, has an exemption for return calls uh, once somebody initiates an inquiry for your service. So any number of these exemptions or, or these rules might apply to your outbound call. It's going to depend on your specific situation um, and just how viable the lead is and just how much information that consumer has provided to you regarding what they want to hear back from you about. And of course, have you gotten a written document from that consumer or is it just a phone call? Got it. So prior express ring consent, you know, internet leads, that's totally, so I'm understanding, you know, the direct mail internet leads, the same rules somewhat apply, but not holistically applies to like an internet lead, a Facebook lead. I have 90 days. Is that right? Or can you add to that um, with the prior express written consent? 
Okay, so, so it's important to not confuse TSR rules with TCPA rules, okay? Both of those rules apply, but they apply separately. Um, and express written consent, the nice thing is, express written consent is going to be the perfect antidote uh, to both, okay? So okay. if you've got prior express written consent, um, you can call that phone number uh, using your dialer for the purpose for which the consumer has given you that consent, uh, and it doesn't expire. Okay, so you can you can call away. Um, the okay. the concerns about um, the TSR though, you are correct, right? You've got 90 days um, from whenever a consumer has initiated um, a contact, and that's if you don't have it in writing. Okay, if you've got it in writing, it's more durable. But if you don't have it in writing, you've got, you've got 90 days to contact that consumer. But again, you can't use dialing technology unless you have express written consent. Okay, so under the TSR. 90 days to call even without a written document so long as you're not using automated technology if you're using automated technology or pre-recorded voices then you've got to have the tcpa requirements which live alongside but they're different it's very important to remember these are different things got it so if i'm an insurance agent and i'm dialing manually from my cell phone that that's a little bit um, more leniency, I guess you'd say, if I'm dialing manually from my cell phone than if I'm dialing from a computer technology. That's right. So in that instance, because you're dialing from your phone, okay, and we're going to assume that your cell phone is not an ATDS covered by the TCPA, which believe it or not, is still not completely clear. But I think you're pretty safe if you're using your phone um, and you've got uh, an inquiry from somebody, you've got 90 days to call that person from your phone and you're just fine. And you can call them and you don't have to worry about the TCPA. Um, and if that phone number, by the way, is not even on the DNC, the national DNC, um, then you can call it using your cell phone, right? Assuming it's a manual call. Um, and you don't even have to worry about a 90-day limitation. The 90-day limitation only applies where the consumer's phone number is actually on the national DNC list to begin with. Right. And which point, you know, like, the dnc.com's got this the scrub technology and then there's there's places out there like um blacklist alliance some people will say well i use blacklist alliance and the keys to be safe from litigators but that doesn't necessarily keep them safe from litigators per se does it well not, nothing's 100 percent foolproof right, exactly. um and and the litigators are you know these guys that are manufacturing lawsuits i mean they're creative it's their business and they're not going to stop right and so they're always adding phone numbers they're always adding kind of new twists to their old scam. Um, right. and, and it's important that, that you're using, in my opinion, uh, and I, you know, I should know, I, you know, I don't, I don't recommend using any specific service or, or endorse any particular product, but exactly. at, at a general, at, you know, at a high level, I mean, you do want to make sure you're not calling, you know, Shelton by accident. You do want to make sure you're not calling Abonte Reuter. Okay. So you definitely <laughs> want to be taking advantage of one of these services um, yeah. and making sure that, that you're not, you know, calling folks that you ought not be calling. Um, but these guys are clever and, and they're constantly, you know, coming up with new phone numbers and new, in my opinion, things that are scams, you know, they, they, they say it's lawful and I, I'm not here to, uh, you know, determine who's, who's right and who's wrong. But in my opinion, you know, when you're, when you're in, intentionally trying to get phone calls uh, so you can sue people, you know, and that to me, that's a scam. Right. And uh, so I'm real curious, walk me through, you know, a day in your life as a TCPA attorney, Are you mostly on the defense side or what is it that you that you spend most of your time doing? So uh, I am 100% defense. Um, I have been doing nothing but TCPA 
for over 10 years now. Uh, and I've been lead counsel in over 100 nationwide TCPA class actions. Um, and so litigation is still the, the majority of what I do. Uh, we serve as strategic national litigation counsel for companies big and small, and we've defended over a thousand individual TCPA suits as well. Um, but, you know, at Squire Patent Box, of course, we've got that huge policy team, uh, big congressional team, uh, and a lot of juice in D.C. with the FCC as well. So I spend a lot of time doing regulatory work, um, helping businesses to stay out of trouble, and also advocating uh, to the FCC and to Congress to make sure that the laws that apply, you know, make sense uh, and where appropriate to try to seek some exemptions for my clients that, you know, the FCC can grant uh, waivers. Uh, for, for certain conduct that, you know, may or may not, uh, frankly, be uh, compliant with the latest uh, definitions or interpretations of the law, but for, for factors of fairness, for instance, uh, the FCC might grant a waiver to one of my clients to allow them to have engaged in this conduct in the past. Um, so, so things like that. It's, you know, the, the, the average day for me is, you know, I'm the czar of the TCPA, right? So I have to read every case that comes out that day. I have to field about 150 questions from all the folks that I talk to every day. Uh, I spend a lot of time on the phone these days, as you'd imagine. Uh, I've got a big team, though, and the team is mostly handling the litigation. I still sit on top of everything, and I look over the strategy for every decision that gets made in the case. Uh, if we're trying the case, and of course, I'm going to try the case, and I, I handle most of the depositions of the witnesses, um, at least at least the corporate witnesses. So, I mean, I still have kind of my hands dirty, so to speak, in the litigation process. But, you know, I, I wear a lot of hats these days. I have a lot of responsibility uh, helping make sure that, uh, you know, the industry kind of <laughs> does its best to, right. to stay on the right side of the law. Yeah. So, uh, like, let's say the, the most challenging case that you've had the opportunity to defend, what was that like in, in whatever you can share with that particular case? Well, I've had a number of, of really challenging, interesting cases. I mean, one of the more challenging cases I, I love talking about um, was a, a class action down in Florida. It, it was a case called Tillman uh, versus Ally. And what was challenging about it is it was a, a wrong number um, class action, uh, looking at data elements uh, in, our, in our data to try to prove the individuals that received wrong number phone calls. Um, and, and we were able to demonstrate that hey, look, just because there's a data element that suggests that the number might have been from a, a wrong number, that doesn't mean, one, that it's true or that it's reliable. Uh, and more importantly, a data element is not in and of itself a predicate for a statutory violation. So you can't just assume that because there was a data element that is absolutely factually accurate, that it was a wrong number. Um, there, there has to be a trial still. And we are still entitled to put on evidence, including calling that witness to the stand, calling that person that we called to the stand and the agent to the stand to testify on the subject. Uh, that was a great win. We defeated certification in that case. Um, really big win. The other case that I think is really worth talking about that's a, a lot of fun uh, was the Stoops case. Uh, and that was a, a particularly challenging case uh, from, a, from an economic standpoint, from a practical standpoint. Uh, this is the lady, you've probably heard of her. Um, she had like 80 cell phones uh, and she was just collecting uh, calls intended for the prior um, subscriber of these phones. Yeah. Uh, and every, when she got enough of these calls, she would turn around and sue. Uh, and my client at the time was, was Wells Fargo. And, uh, you know, th these folks did the, the right thing and they, you know, paid me probably a lot more than they could have paid her to go away to go off and get 
what was at the time the first ever dismissal of a TCPA case under Article Three standing following the Spokio decision, and also the first ever dismissal of a TCPA case on prudential standing grounds. Um, just, a, just a huge, huge ruling shutting down or that should have shut down the manufactured lawsuit, uh, lawsuit scams. But unfortunately, not that many lawyers, uh, in my opinion, really know what they're doing. Uh, and so they keep the defense lawyers keep using my Stoops case, but they're not using it properly. Uh, and it keeps getting distinguished. And frankly, it's been narrowed uh, by a number of recent decisions, which is really too bad. I mean, that really should have been a, a great case that everyone could use to, to defeat these cases. But, you know, like I said, not everyone necessarily fully understands the, um, I would just say the doctrine. Right. And I believe I recall um, at one of these conferences that I heard you speak at, um, of course, Jordan and I, a trusted form, active prospect, these companies, um, they come out and they sponsor these um, types of summits. But, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in if, if, if I'm to consult with the call center and I'm, I'm making sure that they have opted in leads, that they have the Jordan and I ID or they have the trusted form, um, the lead IQ, would you agree that something like that is really important um, to have as well in addition to the PWC? Yeah, I mean, look, again, I don't endorse any product or service, but that being said, I mean, these things are they're dynamite, right? It's really right. very helpful if you're a litigator um, and you have that available to you, because if nothing else, it demonstrates um, that there was an interaction of some kind with the website. Now, exactly. you still have these folks arguing that, hey, it wasn't me, you know, the dog did it. Um, right. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. But, but remember, the biggest, the biggest new trend in TCPA class action litigation is against um, buyers of leads with the theory being that the leads themselves are invalid, that it's just, you know, populated with data from some, you know, Experian data breach or off the dark web, and that these aren't legitimate leads. Now, I think this theory is baloney. I think it makes no sense. Uh, I'm not aware of any lead aggregators that are in there, you know, peppering their product with fake bogus leads because eventually you're going to get caught. Your conversion is going to go down. It's just right. a terrible business model. You're going to get sued out of existence. So my God, if anyone is doing that, they better stop. I don't think anyone really is, but this is the theory, right? This is the theory du jour. Um, and the best way, in my opinion, that you're going to get away from all those theories is to come up with proof on an individualized basis of these interactions with websites and and Jernai and the trusted form, they, they seem to, to give you that. So I think there's value. Right. Yeah, I would agree. And so, you know, high level overview of, you know, prop, proper actions to take um, in the, in the TCPA TSR. Now we have the CCPA, um, you know, what, what would you advise, you know, independent people or even call centers, you know, high level overview of the right things to do. Well, the right thing to do first is to get yourself a lawyer. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, you know, I, I don't give legal advice over podcasts, but, exactly. uh, you know, but, but, you know, as I emphasize at the start, this is a heavily, heavily regulated area. You might think there's nothing to it, right? Like what, what's the big deal? You pick up the phone, you start calling people to pitch something like who cares, right? right. Well, unfortunately, in this country, a lot of people care, uh, and there are a huge number of sharks out there waiting to sue you, uh, and there's a huge body of laws I was describing earlier. But as a general notion, right, general couple just kind of high-level kind of things to keep in mind is you always want to be transparent with the consumer. 
If yeah. you are trying to get consent to contact a consumer, to talk to a consumer about a, a product or a service, right? Recognize that if you're just cold calling somebody, your, your limit of risk is, is very, very high. Yeah. Um, and if you are, you know, trying to get their consent, uh, you're going to convert better and you're going to avoid lawsuits if you are very, very clear in your disclosures to the consumer that they can expect a phone call from you and about which you are going to call them. Okay. If you, I tell people, I use this example all the time. You know, if you're a consumer and you go to Home Depot and you buy a circular saw and you sign up for, you know, information uh, that you think is about, uh, you know, new blades for your saw or maybe, you know, paint for your house. Um, you know, if Home Depot calls you and, and tries to sell you, you know, some nuts or bolts or a hammer, you know, maybe you're going to be okay. But I don't care how broad the disclosure is. If you start calling to sell uh, home insurance because presumably you're a homeowner or if you try to sell, uh, you know, a lawnmower because, you know, hey, why not? You own a house. Uh, you know, you're probably going to be in harm's way because that consumer was expecting only certain limited kinds of calls and that's what they signed up for. And oh, by the way, you're probably not going to convert very well with that lead anyway. Um, so what I always tell folks is if you're planning on calling somebody and you want to call them about a specific thing, you know, having your disclosure that this is exactly what's going to happen. So the consumer says, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I'm inviting you to do. And so then when you do it, no surprise, you won't get sued. The consumer's not mad at you. And oh, by the way, that consumer that asked for that probably wants to buy that, which is why they asked for the information. So you're going to waste less of, of your time. So to me, transparency is key, making sure that you have express written consent anytime you're going to use or leverage technology that even smells like it might be a dialer. And please, and I say this all the time to folks, but you know, just because you're small doesn't mean you're immune from liability. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of people, a lot of people that are just, you know, small agents, small brokers, uh, you know, seemingly just a guy working out of his, his or his house getting sued. And you might think, why, why in the world would they do that? Well, they do it one because, you know, they don't know how big or small you are. So they're going to sue you anyway. But two, yeah. because they don't just want to get to you right? They want to get to your yep. brokerage house. They yep. want to get to the platform. They want to get to the, to the software that you're using. They yep. want to sometimes try to get to, um, you know, the Twilio's or the Verizon's or whatever uh, service you're using, right? So you become a pawn. You become this yep. piece in the bigger game, but your name is right there. You're dragged into the federal lawsuit. Yep. You're having to answer, you know, questions in discovery and maybe have to give a deposition. And ultimately, if this thing goes to judgment, your name is on it and you're going to owe that, you know, millions or billions of dollars, whatever, whatever ridiculous number it might be, if you end up losing a, a certified TCPA class action. So just understand that there's big risk out there. And it's not something you want to take on for yourself or for your family. So get yourself a lawyer, make sure that you understand everything before you start making phone calls. Oh, man, I agree. And you said it right there. You said it so well, you're a pawn. Uh, because I actually five years ago, when I first got into telesales, I was what I thought was on an inbound lead platform and I was receiving a call and coming to find out, I took it all the way to the insurance carrier, which was Americo. And, and then this guy had fictitiously gave his, this information. And then he got off the call at the time that they asked for the social security number to write the policy. And um, his name was Fitzhenry. So he, he actually um, had a litigation um, little blackmail thing that he sent me personally for 500 bucks. And I was uh, just about to have a baby. And I said, look, man, I don't have the money for this. I, you know, I just, 
got him to try to plead with me, just plead with me. He's like, look, I'm sorry it happened on this day, but if somebody doesn't pay this $500, I'm filing this. And uh, needless to say, my upline at the insurance company, the brokerage, ended up paying it off. And, um, and I've been so on top of making sure or trying to the best I can to make sure that that never happens again. So you're, you're absolutely right. Don't let that happen to you, whoever's listening, for sure. Lawyer up beforehand. Where can people find you? Well, tcpaworld.com. tcpaworld.com is, of course, uh, the best source of anything uh, news or views for TCPA on the internet. Uh, we've got a huge following, uh, just tons of traffic going through the site. We've got a podcast there as well, the Unprecedented Podcast where we break down big TCPA news and developments with some of the biggest plaintiffs lawyers uh, from the TCPA world coming onto our, our site to talk to us. Um, very easy to find. I'm, of course, a partner at Squire Patton Boggs. Um, but just Google me, Eric Troutman, TCPA. You're going to see about 300 articles I've written, uh, and I speak, as you know, <laughs> 12, 13, 14, 15 times a year. Uh, and I'm going to be on a few webinars now that we can no longer have conferences. Right. So, you know, feel free to, to you know, so sign in and, and listen. I, I give away a lot of information, never advice, but lots of information. Uh, and of course, my team is always available to help you out. Uh, and if we can't help you, we chances are pretty good. We can find you someone that can. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Visit com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time. This episode was off the hook.